and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Do you feel like you've not been able to make headway in achieving your goals? Or did you start the year pumped, ready to move forward on making things happen and simply lost your way? Things don't need to just get better. They actually can be better. In Design Your Dream Life, I'll show you a proven pathway to take you from where you are now to a life filled with joy, wholeness, success, and fulfillment. I'll give you the keys to not just developing a plan, but taking massive empowered action to make your dreams a reality. Turn roadblocks into stepping stones and leverage the power of gratitude and forgiveness. Let's face it, taking massive empowered action and making your dreams a reality isn't always easy. So I'll be there with you every step of the way. Visit dreamlifetoolkit.com to purchase your copy of Design Your Dream Life, obtain resources and join our free community. Again, that's dreamlifetoolkit.com. Hey, 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 my friends, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am really excited about today's interview because I think this is a topic we all want to learn. Whether you are new in business or seasoned in business, social media is one of the best ways to get your content and product out into the world. And some people are doing it well. And some people are not. (laughs) And our next guest is going to give us the exact strategies to take our passion, our product, our excitement, and our material and, and get it into the world, into the hands of the right people so they say yes. So big Dreamcast welcome to the CEO of Sweet Tea Social Marketing, Heather Hyman. Hey, Denise. I'm so excited to be here and to chat it up with you. Thanks for having me. I know. Well, you had me as a guest on your show and I loved connecting with you. And I'm like, I need to hang out with her too. Because social media marketing is a staple, not just in small businesses or home-based businesses, but really every business. Even Coca-Cola and bigger companies are realizing that nobody listens to commercials anymore. And they've got to get their message out in a new way. And guess what? People are on their phones and they're probably on their social media. And so that's an amazing way to get products into the hands and into the eyes of consumers. So before we jump into what you're doing now, I'd love to hear, how was this idea born for you? It's a super fun journey. So back up, I used to be a special education teacher Then fast forward with some crazy personal circumstances, around 20 years ago, I found myself working retail and a very tourist area in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and I was working crazy hours. I was working two to 11. I was the single girl that was 25 and working amongst all of the family guys who had kids. So I would volunteer or be voluntold that I was working on Easter and all the things. So going way old school, depending on who is listening, through a a resource called ICQ, I met someone that owned a digital marketing agency. And I was intrigued and they had a job opening and I took about an $18,000 pay cut to become their office manager because I wanted to work eight to five again. 
So if anyone has ever made any transition just for hours, like I'm going to raise my hand and say like, that's really how and why I even got into digital marketing is because I was tired of working crazy hours and I wanted that piece of a control back in my life. But if I fast forward that journey being in that company, and this was like 1999, 2000. So this is the whole dot com boom. And I went from being the office manager to then the project manager to then the apprentice in the web design and graphic design department in about two and a half years. So I kind of got this on the job training working with huge corporate brands, Wilson Sports, Subway, like corporate America out there helping them with their digital marketing. And then fast forward over the course of the last several years, I was ultimately showing up before what you and I call social. And I was creating Yahoo groups in towns in Germany as a military spouse and like bringing these women together that would want to have playdates. And the journey continued and I'm leveraging these online platforms of bringing people together that otherwise didn't know each other and just building relationships and connection and community. And in 2010, I found myself married with three kids that were zero, one, and five. And I went to graduate school and I got a master's in management and leadership. And while I was in school, I said, I didn't even know the words, Denise. You know, if I'm honestly being transparent with you guys, 2010, I didn't know what the word content marketing was. But I can tell you in hindsight that I said, oh, wow, I've got this experience in web design. There's a huge gap in the market in the town I live in, and there's no digital resource for busy families to find fun stuff to do. And I would love to be able to have that information for myself. So I'm going to go and fill that gap. So I built a website. I used Facebook and Twitter to help amplify what I was doing. And I used content marketing by filling my website and filling it with everything I could find that was possibly G-rated or family-friendly within a 30-mile radius. And within 60 days, I was profitable. I had a business plan. I had radio stations advertising with me. And I, I had ultimately the paid advertisers before, quote, I had the traffic because I had the professional website. I had the social presence that said, this is not a hustle on the side. Like this is legit a business. And what I became was the go-to website for anyone that had kids in the area that the adults themselves were between 20 and 50. And they had kids that wanted fun things to do. And they themselves did not know where those things were. So they all came to my website. So I got into quote social media by using Facebook, Twitter to build my own first company and ultimately help expand and grow my reach. So like, that's how I got into that space. And then what happened was it was totally part-time. My kids, you know, I've got a kindergartner, I've got preschoolers, and there was a local position brand new for the local chamber of commerce. And they said, this is a brand new position. We want someone called a relationship manager. And the whole goal was we want someone to come in, help build relationships to help us grow our membership. So I applied and among like 60 applicants, I got the job and I said, let me explain to you, I have this company and I also get people to pay to advertise with me. And they said, we don't care if you can help us get our goals accomplished. If you go to meet with someone, if they could benefit from your business, tell them about your business too. 
And I'm like, okay. So I help the chamber grow using videos by putting a big spotlight on all of their members and really amplifying what they had going on, which then was amplifying the the benefits of being in this chamber. And within 10 months, I grew their membership by 40% by helping them with their social media. And that's what really sparked this thing that was getting my email inbox to become flooded with people saying, hey, you know that thing you do with like Facebook? I don't know a thing about it, but can you help us? Or will you consult with us? And can we talk to you? And so that's kind of how I evolved into this. But everything really was like in this little 30 mile radius bubble. So even though I'm doing all of these digital marketing things, I myself had these blinders on to my 30 mile radius bubble. If I was going to Google, which Google's fabulous. I was Googling such and such, such and such for local markets. And kind of to wrap up where I am today, in 2014, my husband and I made a big decision to move from this tiny town in Kentucky to live closer to family, which I was excited about, but it meant moving everything that I had built and created. So we moved to my hometown of South Carolina, super excited. My mom lives a mile and a half down the road. But I, in 2014, pretty much started from ground zero with my Sweet Tea social marketing brand. And that's where I just had this aha moment that said, I'm going to now not just help people in this 30-mile radius bubble, but I want to help people that need help with social media for their brand, for their business, no matter where they live, and then really show them the smart strategies that can help them get the relationships, the audience and ultimately the impact and income that they want. So that is kind of how I got right here. It was honestly this journey that just one door kept opening up. And I'm like, yeah, I love this. You mean there's a way to make more money like doing this and people are like asking me for it. And here I am. I love it. I love hearing stories of how the businesses were started because it all starts with an idea. You know, it starts with that spark that goes, hmm, I think I could do that. Or I could help here. Or wait, I've learned a lot in these last few years and I could help other people who don't know as much. Or maybe you're starting to get asked all of those questions and you still have the choice to make, right? Do you step out in faith? Do you take action? Or do you retreat back into what's comfortable? So I'd love to hear uh, how was starting your own business? Now let's talk about starting from scratch when you moved Mm. Um, because you had a lot of experience, but it was now shifted a little bit. And you now were less local and available to anybody. So were there any learning curves as you jumped into Sweet Tea? Yeah. So I kept the first company just for a point of reference for three years after I moved until I sold it. But I still was going 100% in growing my Sweet Tea social marketing brand. And I'd say the two biggest things that were new to me out of my comfort zone, but I would say attributed to me growing that brand was LinkedIn and me getting out from behind my computer and going and meeting other people that were into the space of social media marketing. And that was something that I don't mind being around people by nature. I am an introvert and my happy place is silence, working for six hours, like almost verge of workaholic, like stepping away to go live the life that I say that I wanna live. But I had to realize that there was more once I got face to face with people and having that opportunity to be able to meet someone else face to face, like in this space and helping even just get my name out there. And then LinkedIn was huge. 
from just, again, getting out of this bubble and going and meeting other brands, meeting other businesses, getting clients, getting paid clients by just showing up and not pitching people cold, but by building relationships and engaging with them and sharing content they have that I feel is going to be encouraging to my audience or saying, hey, I really like what you did here or I enjoyed hearing you on this podcast and, and genuinely making authentic outreaches to other people at the beginning that did not immediately say like, oh, here's what I really want or what can you do for me? And instead leveraging social and those in-person connections by saying like, what's going on here that I want to be a part of or how can I convey information from here and go back and shine a light on all these other really smart people and amplify someone else's message without it always having to be like, I'm here to toot my own horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I feel like you've said a couple things. So you're building your business and your brand on social media. Your clients want you to use social media, but you're still getting belly to belly with people. My friend was just telling me, he's like, if you don't book a time to go be on the, like, go meet the people at the chamber so you can be on their podcast, he's like, I'm going to kill you because <laughs> there's so many resources in the community that we often forget if we're building an online business or if we want to market online. And so there's women's groups, there's entrepreneur groups, there's lots of people to get to know that can certainly offer you value, but also you can offer them value. They can refer you to people. You're, you're kind of getting your name known. And relationships are key, aren't they? they Even are. if you've got great content, relationships are key. Yes. And you have to know that there's an art to taking online connections, meaning someone you've never met. And I bet there are many people right now listening that have people that they are maybe in groups with, that they even have maybe an accountability connection, or you ultimately have people that you know only through social media. And there's an art to going from it just being online to making it more. Maybe it's you just hopping one-to-one with a Zoom call. And even though that's not necessarily face-to-face, I can promise you that your connection with that person is going to be much stronger after a 15-minute like face-to-face. And then, yes, going, oh, I'm going to that conference. Let me be proactive. Let me get on Twitter two weeks before the conference and engage with the hashtag. Maybe I can set up some face-to-face coffees by engaging two weeks prior to the event. And that's going to make the event even more powerful than maybe just connecting with people post the conference and saying, yeah, I was there too. Well, why don't you be like more strategic and and reach out or what am I looking for? Who would I love to connect with and make those face-to-face meetups? And then the other thing is taking in person and saying, how can I take that to social media? Like I just left a networking event yesterday and I, I totally laugh because I geek out because I am this grab your phone. We can do selfies. Like this is so fun. And not everybody is wired that way. So I try to really tone it down when I'm like in new atmospheres and I'm in person, but I'm saying to myself and I'm thinking, okay, that insurance guy is here. And I know he left his office and maybe got out of his comfort zone to come here. But if he would at some point take a 10 second video pan, what's happening in this room? Maybe grabbing someone for a selfie is just like way just over the kill too much for some people. I would do it in a heartbeat, but grab a picture, grab a picture of the building you're at. Take a beautiful picture of the salad that you're being served that McAllister's catered. So then when you go back to your office, you can have some social content 
you know, that go spotlight McAllister's tag the company that you were brought in and, and who coordinated the whole event and do something on social media to take all those in-person things that you're doing and to make it real and to tell the story. And it, it ultimately, I believe, can help amplify, hey, I don't just show up here on social media because I think it's all about you buying my insurance products. I realize it's about showing up, getting to know other businesses, what's happening, what's going on in the community. And by you capturing, whether it's through video or photo, what's taking place the next day or in real time or two weeks later, you can post that and keep the story going and kind of like maximize those experiences that you're doing and take in person onto social media. Mm. And it really goes to show too, that it's not always about here's the product I have. Do you want it? It's really about allowing people into the journey of your life and allowing them to get to know you. You know, I want my social media followers to feel like we're friends. You know, I want them to feel like they know me, they like me, they trust me. We'd be hanging out in at a coffee shop anytime, you know, that we're that they really have gotten to know me. And I can't do that if I'm only posting about products. So maybe even sometimes posting about family or interests as well. Absolutely. And that's going to be different for different people based on how that even feels to them. But like I was saying, whether you choose to say, I have no problem spotlighting my kids in some of my social media posts, or in my case, I have three kids and I have one of three kids that honestly enjoys having their picture taken. And I want to like honor and respect my two kids that are like, please, I don't want to be on social media. But I can still spotlight what's happening in my life that, oh, I'm going to see Toby Mac in concert. I can't wait. This is the first time I've seen him and I got second row seats and I'm excited. And so it, it could be a picture of me sitting on the second row. It could be a picture of Toby Mac. It could be a picture of, you know, the journey of I'm getting ready to go to the concert. But I think that the more that we don't think that showing a little bit of a glimpse of who we are is unprofessional. And we instead reframe what I believe is true in that it allows your audience to realize that you're human, that you have other things happening in your life besides just quote your business. And it makes you more relatable. The more that people will realize it's actually a huge advantage, in my opinion, to be able to say, oh, wait, you mean there's not 99 pieces of red tape for me to make the decision on posting this on social? Because guess what, guys? Target and Starbucks and like Nike and all these huge brands, they have a process of all the things that have to be done before something can get posted. And you can go, oh, wait, this is smart strategy. This is something I could do every single week. I can just make that decision and like show up like a human and show up with the excellence that you have and what you offer in your business. But I can just make that decision and start incorporating that. And I'm going to implement that for six weeks. And I'm going to evaluate and look at the data and say, okay, Heather said when she posts a photo of herself, whether it's business advice or whatnot, that those posts do dramatically much higher in engagement. We'll test it. Don't just do it because Heather said so. Try it out. And then you'll be able to go, well, wait, that's so interesting. Even though this post is about this, whether you have a brick and mortar, whether you have an online brand, okay, well, I don't want to deny the numbers here, but this post where I implemented what she said has a 70% increase in engagement. Maybe I should do more of that. You've said a couple of times, strategic, strategic, strategic. Let's talk about that because sometimes we just post to post. And sometimes... Mm. 
Yeah, you could, guys, yeah. you should see your face right now. Oh, oh dear, yeah. no. Okay, so tell me, what are some things, let's first talk about what people do that they maybe shouldn't do. Like, what are some things to be aware of when we're posting? Okay, so I want to break this down because I like to keep things simple. When I say the word strategy, I want you guys to know what I'm saying and what all those fancy influencers that we all listen to, they just are trying to say, do you have a plan? Your social media strategy is your social media plan. And so that being said, there are many different goals that you are trying to accomplish in your business. But I want you to know that if one of your number one goals is to have more people to sign up for that free thing that you have, so you can then follow up with them and nurture them through email marketing, is for me to look at you and say, what are you doing, honestly, on social media to get more people onto that email list? In the, in the midst of that, in saying, okay, so here are seven days in the week, and I would like to post you know, two times this week, letting people know how they could post. But I also don't want to be robotic. So saying, I've got a post that goes out where it's maybe a beautiful photo that's very clear, this is what the freebie is, here's how you can get it. And then maybe the other time is a little bit different, and it's a 90-second video of you sharing a happy testimonial of someone that implemented maybe what your freebie can help people with and saying, if you'd like to get more information about what Sarah implemented, just comment below and let me know. And I can tell you how you can get this like free information and just making sure that you are honestly having a plan. And there are so many different types of content that we can post. And and I'm the first person to tell you that it is not this formula. Do exactly what Heather says, because you're going to get the exact same results that she does, because all of our audiences are different. I can tell you that video is amazing, which it is. But I can also tell you that I have three of my clients whom I'm helping do social media consulting with. And we do video. But when we post photos that simply have like two emojis and it's it's a message in that graphic that resonates with that audience those perform far better than any of video and then i have other clients that the video is just off the charts and that's what performs the best so it's not a matter of telling you that this is the one thing that you have to do but it's really saying when you think of your social media plan, the mistake is to go, I'm going to just wake up today and like grab my phone at 11.05 and be like, oh my goodness, I have not posted in three weeks. Well, let me just real quickly drop this link to my website and tell people if they want to work with me, they can. I'm not saying you don't want to do that, but I'm just saying people are busy. What are you doing to get people to stop scrolling? What types of varied content are you putting out there? And then making sure that you are strategically saying, I've got this goal to quote, either increase my website traffic, or I have a goal to get more people on the phone for a discovery call, whatever that top one, two, three goals are that you have, turning around and shifting and saying, what am I actually doing on social media to actually help me get that result? Because some people right now listening to this are saying, social media isn't for me. It's only for extroverts. It doesn't work for me. Social media is a waste of my time. And I'm the first person to tell you it is a waste of your time. If an hour of your life has gone by and you have just sat there scrolling through Facebook and you have no idea what you're trying to accomplish. So I hear you say two things. Number one, you need to have a plan. 
You need to have a plan, which means you need to have a goal. So then you can backtrack it, right? So if your goal is to get people on your email list and, and get into your free offer, or if it's to comment below about a special you have, or if the goal is to get traffic to a specific website, you know, whatever the goal is, then you can create the content that leads people to the goal. So you're actually taking them somewhere rather than just posting a picture and being like, happy fall, you know, like maybe randomly, that's okay. But do you want to make sure that your social media is actually taking people towards the goal so you can um, actually hit the goal that you're looking for? And the other thing you heard, you said is consistency, consistency, Mm. consistency, consistency. So I like to say that social media is our our billboard. And um, it takes seven to 12 times for people to see something before they say yes. So maybe the first time they go, huh, that's interesting. The second time they say, huh, maybe I could use that. You know, the third time they go, hmm, let me ask for more information. So the more we post, the consistency that we have with posting can, it's kind of like just another name recognition, right? So what do you do to help people figure out their goal so they can create their plan and then create more consistency? Okay, so I am super excited. I just finished writing my first book and I'm literally every day, my um, editor's like, okay, we just got the Kindle version done. Can you approve this? And so the whole book is founded on this whole concept of the golden rules of social media marketing. And if anybody listening to this podcast gets anything out of this, the one thing I want you guys to know is, are you putting information out there and are you thinking like your customer? And so when I say like have a plan and we say have goals, everything I've done based on the businesses that I've built for myself and the hundreds of clients that I've worked with to help them is all based on this this framework that I've developed and it's called the social framework. Um, And without totally geeking out on marketing, it's about the strong foundations. So it's like an acronym that stands for the word social. Do you have a strong foundation, which means like, you know, who you serve, what you have to offer and like how you can help them. Um, O stands for optimizing relationships, which is all about not showing up, always just trying to sell. The C is choosing the right platform because I help people realize that if all of your audience is all on LinkedIn, then I am not the first person to tell you that because Instagram is hot, you need to be spending all this time learning Instagram. So making sure that you are where your already your audience already spends time. The I stands for influential content because if you are not showing up with like what you have to say, what you stand for, what do you have to add to the conversation? Or is your Twitter feed simply you retweeting like everybody else? That's just noise. You need to actually show up and, and say, here's why you should consider following me. Why should you buy from me? Why should you just even know who I am? The A stands for automation and systems that work. I'm not saying you automate your social media. I'm saying you have systems where you do have some automation in place so you can engage with people in real time. And then the L stands for having a legacy and a kingdom impact. So I kind of put my flag in the ground and say, I love working with Christian business owners. Now I have many clients that may not fall under that umbrella. But I've just personally made a stand in my business to say, I want to work with people that have a heart's desire to make a kingdom impact in what they're doing. But even for someone that isn't a Christian, what could you be doing in your business that helps you stand out from the competition, but honestly is like legacy impact making? Whether you can't stand human trafficking, what could you be doing in your business to like honor or support that? 
maybe you have a big desire to help um, foster children or help people that want to do adopting. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be faith-based related, but being able to incorporate into our businesses and amplifying that message on social, I think is really powerful. And I think to bring all this together, and I teach people how to do this in my academy, where it's called Social Thrive Business Academy. And the whole goal is to do social media better so you can have the life and the business and without sacrificing like your faith or your family, like in that whole journey. And also for everyone that feels that social media does like suck the life out of them. It's to say, here's what you need to work on and like not getting so drawn down to all the rabbit tail trails and all the shiny object syndromes because you know, Denise, that there's always something new happening. There's a new tool, there's a new app, there's a new thing. But for really people to stay focused on what they're trying to accomplish and to shine really, really, really well on that top social media platform of choice rather than looking average on six platforms. Mm. So what is your book called? My book is called The Golden Rules of Social Media Marketing. Awesome. And when does it come out? It should be coming out by like November 10th. Okay, awesome. So you guys, I'm going to put the link to her book in the comments or in the show notes below because we all need help in this area. And it sounds like that's going to be a really great overview, but also detailed actions on what we can do to develop in each of those areas. And when we've developed in those areas, and I love that you said automation, because my husband is the king of that. He's like, if a human can do it, a computer can do it. And the biggest thing is they have a system. So you stay consistent. Yes. Because then you don't have to think anymore. You just yes. execute and you're in action mode much, much faster. So what would you say? You said video a couple times throughout this as well. Do you feel like lives are better or recorded and edited more professionally based videos? Okay, so here's what I think. I believe that right now, at the time that I'm recording this with you, that live video has a little bit of a higher bump in the fact that the platforms want us to be doing it. And so when we do, I believe that we get that extra traction of it getting shown out to more people organically for free. But that said, when I'm looking at my results and I'm looking at how my regular video that I upload performs... I feel that it's like so close that it's not worth making like this big deal over for the people that feel live video makes their heart want to stop. That said, I am a huge advocate of telling you, you don't need to try to be someone that you're not. But if you're not doing things differently in your business to get you where you want to go, then you are going to be sadly, I feel disappointed if you keep trying to do what got you where you are now. And so I'm here to tell you, I'm a numbers person. Like some people are like, I just want to do things. Tell me what to do. But I like to go, what's the data say? What's trending? And I don't think video is going to go away. So my biggest tip for everybody right now would be video is awesome. Do not overthink it. Have good audio. Get that awesome iPhone or that Android that you have. Set it on a counter if you feel like you have shaky hands and make your videos. And literally, don't get stressed out. What I would tell everyone right now who's like, what could I make video about? Good, I'm glad you asked. Here's the answer. You say to yourself, what are the top questions I get asked over and over and over? So it could be content related. So like, Heather, what is the best thing I could do on Instagram to get more followers? Or another question you might get asked is, how could I work with you? Whatever those top questions are that you are getting asked in your email inbox, in your DM, on social media, or face-to-face, 
make a list, have a brainstorming session and write every single one of those down. And then what I want you to do is to kind of rank them. You're the business owner and say, okay, these are the questions, but these really, if I'm being honest, are the top four. And then I want you to make four videos that are short, straight to the point, and does not make it's all about you as the focus. And so this seems really backwards to some people, but just make the video and I would do it recorded because I feel that that's less intimidating. Plus you don't have issues with Wi-Fi and like all those extra things. So I do love live and I would literally start the video, make eye contact, smile, say exactly what the video is about, dive into what the video is about, at the end, then you can say, I'm Heather with Sweet Tea Social Marketing. If you found this video to be helpful, you know, feel free in the comments below to tell me your greatest takeaway, uh, blah, 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 blah. Or here's a call to action. You can go get my freebie. But if someone's scrolling and your video is taking 90 seconds for you just to say, I'm a published author, I'm amazing, they may not even get to the point that what the video is about is what they honestly need. So just right at the beginning, hey guys, I'm gonna today share with you the number one thing you could do in your Instagram bio for you to get more people following you that currently have zero idea that you exist. Now, if someone's interested, that may like pull them in. They'll be like, okay, Heather, I'm gonna give you 25 more seconds. So then just go right into the content and upload that. And if you keep your video short, I think one minute is amazing. Three minutes or less is not going to consume all the space on your phone and it will still upload in a pretty easy time period. And that way you aren't worrying about Dropbox. You're not worried about this. You're literally like recording it saying, is the lighting good? Is the audio good? Do I have a good message? And like, boom, I'm going to upload that every Monday at noon. I'm going to just try this out for the next six weeks and see what happens. Awesome. Awesome. Great tips. And a couple things that you said is number one, you're listening to your audience. You guys, your customers, your comments, your that's where you find the content. That is where you can say, what question should I answer today? And you're going through it and you're connecting with your ideal client and you're answering the questions that they have, which means you need to be in conversation with your ideal mm -hmm. client. You need to be asking them questions. If you have a weight loss product, you're talking to people who are using it to get their best results, you know, or to get their testimonies, their stories, their fears, all the stuff. And then your video was specific. Did you guys catch that? It was so specific. Here is the top way to change your Instagram bio. So people who don't even know you think you're cool. <laughs> and instead of just saying Instagram hacks. Yes. So tell me, tell me why. Tell me why. Because people, I think, are looking for, is this relevant to me? And on the video, kind of like another kind of very important thing is many people will be seeing the videos like muted. They're not even going to like hear you talking. So if you are just uploading these videos, which let's just say they're amazing and you aren't adding any copy to your post in copy, I just mean the text that you actually put in the little section where you can type, what, what are you writing there? Because if you like go on for like a paragraph and you don't say again, what's in it for them, they may never even click to hear the greatness that you have. So put there, here is the number one thing that you can do on your Instagram bio to get people who don't have a clue who you are to want to learn more or how, whatever it is. And then like have an arrow pointing down and just making sure that you're showing up and you don't have to do it every Monday at noon, but that's going back to that whole automation and systems where 
people just get so overwhelmed. And I think it's because they're trying to do their business. They're trying to order their inventory. They're trying to do lead magnets. They're trying to do like all these things. And social media is like this big black cloud that's over your head. Because I kind of make it a, a part of what I do is never to convince someone they want to be on social media. Like, I, I only want people, honestly, to kind of get to me where they're like, I know this is important. And I hear that all the time. They're like, I know this is important. I don't need to be convinced. But I am teachable. I am coachable. And I have no idea what I need to do. What are the things you need to do? And so that's where it kind of goes back to going, don't you think it would be so far more effective? For you to have this brainstorming session, have these are the four videos I'm going to make for you to block out 45 minutes on your calendar and for you to simply sit there and say, I'm going to record these four videos. I'm going to give myself 45 minutes. It may not take that, but I'm going to batch it. And if you want to be super awesome, I would recommend you just have a different shirt and just be like, I'm just going to change my shirt real quick. Red shirt, black shirt, purple shirt, rainbow shirt, whatever. Your videos visually are going to look different, but you just knocked them all out. And you can also, depending on your platform of choice, you could go and upload it right there that second. So you could right now say, I just actually uploaded all my videos for the month of November. Don't I feel like a rock star? But you free that mental, oh my goodness, I haven't done this yet because it's over with. And then when you post those videos and you start to get the comments, one, you're like, oh my goodness, someone's listening, they're watching. But then you've got your quote, social media time for the day can be allocated to making engagements and building those quote touch points that you just talked about. Not you going, oh my goodness, what should I be posting about? I, I don't know. Oh my goodness, I know this is important. And then you just continue this terrible cycle of just beating yourself up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's overwhelming, we won't do it. Now you said you could post all four at the same time. Are you scheduling them to go live each week? Yeah. So I, for example, I use Agora Pulse and it's a fantastic scheduling tool. And I do that for LinkedIn and for Twitter and for Instagram. But I still am a huge advocate of using Facebook and I will schedule on Facebook and do the video right there. Right, right. If you guys don't know that the thing, you can post it and schedule it and it will go out and talk about having a system that you can stick with because you get it done and then your brain is freed up to think about the next thing rather than all of the things all at the same time. So two last questions for you. I know you are busy helping so many people build their brand, get their message out, make sales. And then of course, you are getting your own message out and you are building your own business. I would love to hear how you stay filled up. So what are some books or that you're reading right now or listening to and who are you learning from? I say like personally, like I make time in my week because it's my company and I can do what I want to. I go to like a women's, uh, it's not necessarily a Bible study, but it's almost just a bunch of women from my church talking about the prior week's uh, church service. Um, And so I really enjoy that fellowship with other women. None of them I'd say necessarily it's business related, but it's just kind of like a fuel for my faith to have that face-to-face connection with other women. And from like a I'm a learn. I'm a geek. I mean, I I will tell you this. Like full confession. Like my happy place, Denise, is watching Shark Tank, The Prophet, and listening to podcasts or like listening to some of my mentors. That maybe there's a video training, but I'm like picking my kids up for school, and I'm like, oh yeah, this email marketing strategy is about to go down. Like I love that. So from like a a, a business space, I just constantly like finding new people that are getting results that I've never heard about. Because it's easy, I think, sometimes to tell ourselves, oh, these are the 20 people. And these are like the only 20 people that like are knowledgeable in like 
this space or in this bubble. And so I just like to, whether it's me listening to a James Wedmore podcast or whether it's me signing up to go to a John Maxwell event that's like in town. And I just like being around other people that are, are on this journey of, I don't want to necessarily, I consider myself a business owner, but clearly I am an entrepreneur and I'm doing life on my terms and what's a good fit for my family and just making sure that I do have people both of faith and both that are maybe it's just business, just like pouring into me because I feel the minute we stop learning or the minute we stop thinking that there's something else that we could just make a small tweak to, to help improve things in our businesses, I feel it's the moment that we're going to like completely be missing out. So I just really, you know, my happy place, I don't watch Netflix, but I just love, you know, watching Shark Tank and watching The Prophet and just spending time with my family really fills my heart up. Absolutely. I love it. And and you're right. If we aren't learning, we're dying typically. And so surrounding yourself. And what's so cool is when I do the same thing, I always have something in my ear and people sometimes will tell me I don't have time, but I'm like, well, you are getting ready in the morning and you are probably driving to work or driving your kids to school or doing these things where it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes working out. We have time that we can be listening to things that are going to make us better. Having it in our ear when we're doing laundry and all of that stuff helps us to elevate. So one last question is, what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Mm. I honestly feel like every day I start my day in prayer and this is not super spiritual. I literally grab my phone because of course it's right next to my bed and I go directly to the Bible app and I read the verse of the day. And I just literally take that. I read it to myself before my feet even hit the ground. And I just ultimately just say, God, give me strength for the things in this day that like I might not even want to deal with that are going to come my way and just open doors. And even so boldly as to say, close things that I might be pursuing that aren't what you want me to do. And I feel that it just helps me get my day off to a good start. And because, uh, you know, life happens. I have three kids. People have, there's attitudes, there's hormones, there's life, there's good moments by all means. But, you know, I feel that going into my day, feeling like I'm just praying for God to just kind of intervene on my behalf in the moments where I just want want to be a little bit more in my own flesh, um, just kind of encourages me. And I find that to just be like a, a key part of my start that I would hate to not have. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and I know you have a freebie for our people today too. So if you're listening and you're like, I want and need to grow in this area because we all are on social media, whether we like it or not. The question is, is are you doing it right? Or are you doing it wrong? Are you adding people to your network? Are you repelling them away? (laughs) Are you being consistent? And are you adding valuable content that's taking them in a direction? And so Heather has created 31-day content calendar, as well as four 10-minute video trainings that are going to help answer the questions that most people ask her the most, like the dying questions that clients have. She answers that for you. And you can get that at sweetteasocialmarketing.com slash I want to grow. And the link to that will be in the description box below. So Heather, is there anything you want to mention about the freebies for our listeners? Just to say that 
I think it's really important for us to realize that we can learn a lot in small batches. And sometimes there are people like 10 minute video, like I, I need something that's like 45 minutes for me to actually like make any progress. And so I just want to encourage you to go that these are designed that in 10 minutes, you are going to not only like get answers to great, important questions that you can do, but it's actually going to tell you here, go do this now on your page. And then that 31 day social media content calendar is going to be exactly what you want. Even if you maybe already are posting, you might just get five post ideas that you're not doing. And everything that's on my content calendar is generic. So it doesn't matter what time of year you're getting this, it'll so much help you. But I think it's important for us to always be like thinking outside of the box of where we're currently getting our creativity. And I think that it will be very helpful to everyone listening. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for sharing your wisdom and your experience and your passion. You can tell that you love what you do and you love helping people grow and you've got the strategic strategies to to go do it. So you guys check out her website, get those freebies and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.